All right, you're up. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is your old buddy Chewy, and I am back tonight uh, once again with my brother from another mother, the one and the only Mr. Pip. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm happy to be back. I must have uh, passed my initial audition because I have been invited back for a uh, second casting call for uh, the 406 North Lane vlog episode. Oh, as, as, as far as as far as I'm concerned, this is the uh, this is the default version of this of this show with the two of us. Nice. Not, not with me by myself. So. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, we we actually have a um, we actually have a topic this evening. Um, we and it was, and I will let you introduce it because uh, you you uh, you called the ball, so I'll I'll give it to you. Go for it. Yeah. So so, man, there were so many to choose from because you know, as as Chewie explained in previous episode or in the previous episode, you know, we've known each other for uh, decades at this point, uh, two and a half decades, if, if my math is right. And, uh, we have a lot of overlapping, uh, hobbies and interests. Um, and you know, I, I can certainly thank him for, uh, his involvement in getting me and getting me into some of these things. So music is one of those things that I'm very, very passionate about as a fan. And, um, you know, I, I play a little bit myself, but I just mostly, I just, I just love music and, uh, that's certainly one area that him and I have, have crossed paths on many times. So tonight's, um, tonight's uh, topics are going to be, or tonight's top five list is going to be the top five uh, rock power ballads of all time. Now this is, we had a little discussion ahead of time. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to draw out the range a little bit. It's not going to be just eighties glam rock, which is sort of the go-to, but we're going to stretch it into the nineties a little bit. Uh, to allow for a little bit more diversity in the list, and we'll see where things go. Awesome, I am. Uh, I'm very excited about this one. Um, th this is one of those. Uh, this is one of those conversations that we've been having over <laughs> years for for literally probably two and a half decades now, right? Um, exactly. And, so, and, and it should be noted that you know we talked about that this is these are our lists today, but tomorrow these lists may be drastically different because we listen to these these bands all the time. Yes. and these songs so maybe we'll do this again in a month and see if our lists are anywhere near what they were before yep. but uh for it's, sure it's that's always a flavor of the day kind of thing would uh would you it's your topic would you like to go first with number five well before we kick off i'd like to know what uh what's in your what's your beverage of choice this evening ah my, my beverage of choice this evening um is it's uh it's a it's whiskey it is a you know what and as a matter of fact it is elijah craig's all the reason I know that is um, last Friday night I had, and I think I mentioned it on the show, um, a buddy of mine had a bourbon tasting event. And so there was about six or seven of us and we all went and we took a, you know, a bottle or two of bourbon and, uh, and we did some tasting that was last Friday night. And um, this is one of the bottles that I, that I took and I really, really enjoyed it. So nice. uh, I'm drinking it tonight. How about yourself, sir? Uh, well, tonight, one of the things that, that you and I certainly differ on is our, is our taste in beverages when it comes to the, to the liquors. And, uh, I'm a clear guy, whereas you, uh, you usually have a, a little bit of brown in your drink. Mine is always clear. I'm a gin guy. So I have, uh, I, tonight I'm actually trying, uh, Ryan Reynolds aviation gin. Oh, nice. Um, which is good. It's, it's, I like it. It's, um, I'm not yet a gin connoisseur. I usually stick with Hendrix. That's my go-to, and I usually just have it straight with a 
couple blue cheese stuffed olives dumped in there and uh, that's pretty much it about three fingers of it so nice um, are you just drinking it straight tonight yep drinking it straight out of a yeti with a couple ice cubes keep it nice and chill so nice. i love it all right well without further ado let's get this thing rolling so my um my first choice my number five choice is sister christian by night ranger <laughs> um one of my absolute i mean it these are all my favorites, but this is one of my absolute favorite power ballads. This came off of the Midnight Madness album that they put out in 1984. Uh, it was written by uh, founding member Kelly Keegi, who it's who also sings the song, which is um, a lot of people may not know that uh, you know Night Rangers Jack Blades from Night Ranger is the one that sings a lot of their more popular songs like uh, "Don't Tell Me You Love Me" and can still rock in america and the secret of my success which is a song you and i enjoy very much but <laughs> kelly keegi who is the drummer is actually the one that wrote and sang uh sister christian he wrote it about his sister uh whose name is christy i guess and there were a lot of um uh there was a lot of confusion in the band when they were sing when they were trying to write it and sing it and christy didn't sister christy just didn't really sound good so they renamed it to sister christian but i think the thing that that really hooked me on this song and really brought me in was the uh, the very famously tense firecracker scene in Boogie Nights, which is just absolutely. Amazing. Let's do a let's do a top five greatest moments about Boogie Nights uh, wow. vlog sometime in the future because that movie uh, was always my go to. Come home drunk from the bars, let's put on Boogie Nights and just watch it until we pass out because it's it just holds a up so well. I actually just watched it relatively recently. It holds, right? I mean, you know, since it's a period piece, right? It's hold, it holds up really really well. Absolutely. And and from an acting perspective, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of my favorite actors in the world, is, is so good in that movie. But that scene at the end where the um, that kid is running around, you know, throwing off firecrackers and Alfred Molina in his, his, uh, his robe, half-dressed, and you, I mean, you just have no idea what's going to happen. And it's super intense. And that, that song is, is kind of weirdly out of place, but yet makes that scene so cool and powerful. So, um, so yeah, that was that's my number five, Sister Christian by Night Ranger. Nice. You know what? It's funny. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I certainly was introduced to that song before that movie. Absolutely. Um, but that but that movie probably, which is kind of crazy to say, that's probably where it, it kind of came into my lexicon, right? Yeah. Or it came into probably the, same for me. The, yeah. Um, so yeah, good call. Very, very good way to start us off. That's awesome. All right. Um, all right, so, so my number five um, is from 1989. Uh, it comes from a band named Warrant. Um, and it, it comes from the album Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking Rich. Very familiar. Um, there, there's actually two what I would consider really, really good uh, ballads on this album. Um, I, I go with what I think is probably the lesser known of the two called Sometimes She Cries. Um, the, the other one, you know, being heaven. Um, Sometimes She Cries, I think charted at number 11 or so um, on the mainstream rock charts, um, maybe 20 or so on the Billboard Top 100. Um, Janie Lane, the singer of Warrant, um, is, is really, I think, one of the most underrated vocalists um, in this era, I think he just sings. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he's just, he's got a very powerful voice. Um, I'm a big, big lyrics guy. If you've ever read my blog or whatever, I'm a, I'm a huge oh, yeah. into lyrics. Um, and, and sometimes she cries is, I, I couldn't even tell you what it's about. I didn't do a whole lot of research, but 
Um, just that, that song to me is it screams, um, you know, roller skating in the '80s and and school dances and slow dances and that kind of stuff. So it's it's certainly up there. Yeah, for sure. I I think that's a fantastic pick because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if a Warrant song ended up on my list somewhere too. But Janie is uh, Janie was a really I'd have to say at the time when I was when I was really getting into this music, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, Warrant was one of my favorites because Dirty Rotten, Filthy Stinkin' Wretch and Cherry Pie from beginning to end are both really, really good albums. Janie as a songwriter was really underrated. He really was. I thought, um, you know, he, he gets kind of that rap as being the guy who wrote Cherry Pie, which is certainly not anything that requires a, a tremendous IQ. But if you really dig deeper into some of the stuff that he wrote, I, I just thought it was really good and had some really legitimate talent rest in peace you know it's uh it's unfortunate that he's uh he's not with us anymore but i yeah i couldn't agree more i think that's a great one yeah I, and and you I, I knew it was coming but you've already tipped your hand at one of your songs i can guarantee you there's, there's gonna be an overlap but that's fine that's good yeah it's well great song. you know <laughs> it's uh it's yeah I, I i can't really i have a shitty poker face what can i no, say no that's but. fine no that's fine. All right. Uh, what's, so, what's your number four, sir? So, yeah, next up, number four comes out of the year 1983 from the album Frontiers. It is the quintessential uh, power ballad song. It's Faithfully by Journey. Um, I think that this song is so amazing and really well written. And Steve Perry might be the absolute most amazing vocalist who has ever walked this planet. I mean, between him and... Uh, Sam Cooke, who is another favorite of mine, you know, much different generations, but very similar types of voices and, and could sing so well. Uh, you know, this, this, um, you know, this song peaked at number 12, which was really kind of surprising to me because I feel like it was a huge, huge hit. But the one thing that I think is really interesting about Faithfully is that um, there's a, there's, I don't think it's even an urban legend, but it's a true story that Prince actually um, called Jonathan Cain, who is the keyboardist and one of the original members of Journey, to ask permission to write a song with a very similar chord progression that ended up being Purple Rain. Oh, wow. um, and cool. he didn't he didn't have to ask, but he called to to talk to him and basically say, look, I'm putting this this ballad together and it, it sounds a lot like Faithfully. And I, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want you to sue me for it, basically. Uh, and and of course the guys gave him permission and and you know, Prince is just you know, obviously heralded as one of the, the greatest of, of everything of all time, and rightfully so. But I thought that was a really cool, uh, a cool bit of trivia, and uh, you know, hopefully we get to hear see, uh, Steve Perry sing this song again someday. But you know, if we don't, then uh, it's it's just fantastic. It's a great song. Nice, nice. Um, okay, so so number four for me um, is it, you know it's funny. I, I'm looking through most of mine are like l real late '80s and the first couple of years of 90, right? Sure, so sure. Um, this one is 1990. Um, it is, comes from an album called Last of the Runaways. Uh, it's by a band called Giant. And oh, it is wow. I'll See You in My Dreams. Holy um, shit. That's a, that is a pull right there, man. This, this album or this song, um, you know, it, it is... The, the the guy that sings it, and I think his name is Mark Spear. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Dan, Dan Huff is who sings it. And th this is one of those songs where the, the range of this guy singing is just phenomenal. Um, it has got a, 
Um, it's just got a killer melody to it. Um, it's got an awesome guitar solo. It's, it's one of these songs that you don't hear, you know, every single time they, they do an 80 playback weekend, but it's or, or 90s, whatever. Um, but it's, and again, it's from a lyrics perspective, you know, it's, it's speaking to this guy that broke up with a girl and he's kind of haunted by her and his dreams. And um, it's just, it's a really good song. So when, when Matt and I met, um, you know, I was, I was in a long distance relationship, right? And so I turned a lot towards music, right? I turned towards, you know, I was missing my girl and this, then that girl happens to be my wife now. Um, but, you know, it was, it, so music to me and lyrics, you know, especially when, you know, you're talking about, um, songs of the heart and, 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 um, break, you know, break up songs and get together songs and those kind of things. Um, and, and this one, uh, this one really spoke to me. I, 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 this one is one of my favorites. I thought for a split second, you were going to say when we met, we listened to the song and we slow danced to it together, but, uh, maybe one night after a few beers, which still may or may not have happened. I, I can't confirm or deny. Um, that's what 25 years of, of drinking through college. You know, it's funny. You, but. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. And I did not know this in 2011, the glam metal band bullet boys covered this song. So I will have to go and wow. I will have to go look at that on their 2011 album rocked and ripped. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. I can say I don't know much about Giant, but the first time I probably heard that song was probably when I got satellite radio and listened pretty religiously to Hair Nation, because um, yeah. that does that does come on there. Uh, every once in a while, they'll play a band that I, I have to look at what it is. Very rarely, to this point, do I not know the songs that they're playing, but that that is a good one. That is... Uh, the, the, vocalist is, the vocals on that song are really strong, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So... All right, uh, what's up? Number, number three for you. Moving along, number three, uh, this band has become, God, uh, probably has probably launched up underneath Van Halen is probably my, oh, geez, I don't know. Again, these change on a day-to-day -day basis, but I find myself listening to this band constantly, all the time, because I just think they have the best pop rock music that has ever been created. Um, and this, it's Def Leppard, and it's uh, When Love and Hate Collide, which is probably not one of their most popular. I mean, it's, it's sort of popular. It's, um, it's not Love Bites. Yeah, I mean, it's not Love Bites. It's not Hysteria. It's not, um, you know, it, it didn't come off of either one of their two albums, two most popular albums, Pyromania or Hysteria. But the interesting thing about this song is that it was written for the follow-up for Hysteria, which was called Adrenalize, which people know from Let's Get Rocked. and um, make love like a man and stuff like that. Uh, have you ever needed someone so bad? That's another pretty popular ballad they have. This was written for that album, but never really made the cut. Um, it ended up getting released on their greatest hits album called Vault, which came out in 1995, which was a pretty solid album. That might've actually been the first one that I ever got of theirs and then just sort of backtracked from there, which is a very popular thing that I did. Um, but one of the neat things and a neat little bit of trivia and I can show it to you right now. I'm a I'm a vinyl collector these days, and this uh, this Def Leppard Rarities album has a version of this song, which is the original demo from it. It is actually the last known piece of music that Steve Clark uh, played guitar on oh, before wow. he died. He did that. He recorded a version of this song with him playing solo on it, and it's the last thing that they ever have Steve Clark uh, on on record, literally uh, doing wow. so. 
it's a it's really cool this uh, this box set that I have it's I won't share how much money I paid for it but it's a Def Leppard box set that has Adrenalize and uh, Retroactive and Euphoria I believe with a couple extra uh, records in there that include um, a bunch of rarities and some live cuts it's really cool that That's should awesome. show you how big of a fan I bought the second Def Leppard box set of finals, which doesn't even have their, their super popular album. So that's awesome. Anyways, that's, awesome. that's my uh, number three when love and hate collide by Def Leppard. All right. Um, all right. So my number three is uh, another one that is kind of in the same vein as I'll see you in my dreams by giant. Um, it's by a band. Uh, it's, it's 1990. It's by a band called Steelheart. Ah, <laughs> and it's, oh, this is and great. It's I knew it was coming. You go. I fucking knew it was coming, man. Uh, yeah. I'll Never Let You Go is, again, is another kind of sappy love ballad, right? It is sung by a guy. I'm going to butcher his name. I can't even pronounce his name. It's like Miljenko Machovic. He's this, like, Croatian singer. And, and the video for this song, this dude has jeans on that are so tight, you can see his pulse. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, talk about range, right? I mentioned the range oh. of the guy from Giant. This dude is insane. I mean, it is, there, there's a note towards the end of this song that he holds and holds and holds forever. Um, I, 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 I think this is probably one of the very few Steelheart songs that anybody ever knows. Um, I think this one peaked right around the mid twenties, maybe 22, 23 yeah. at the billboard top 100. Um, again, just, just one of those songs that's got an awesome, awesome, um, melody to it. The, the vocals are amazing. The, the song, you know, the, the story that it, that it tells is outstanding. Um, again, off the, you know, not, not one that you will tip flying on an 80s throwback weekend but uh certainly one of my favorites yeah no it's that's a great choice and i i i had suspected that would end up on your list somewhere also and i'm sure you know this but i'll share this with our 406 audience um that lead singer whose name i will not attempt to butcher is also the one that sang on some of the songs on the uh first steel dragon on the Rockstar soundtrack, most notably We All Die Young, I think is the name of the song. Yep. And you can tell immediately if you listen to that song, as soon as he gets to the, uh, either the bridge or the end of the first verse or whatever it is, when he really starts letting go, it's like, oh yeah, I know who that guy is. Yeah, is I know that guy for sure. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is, uh, that's a solid choice. That's a really, you know, I'll tell you that, that, that movie, um, you know, if you're not familiar, it's, it stars, uh, Mark Wahlberg and it's, it, it essentially tells the story, um, of, of Tim Ripper Owens, who became the lead singer of Judas Priest, right? Um, essentially this guy, the, the band is looking for uh, a replacement lead singer. Uh, they find this guy that's in a cover band and he sounds just like the, the you know, the singer and he becomes the, you know, the lead singer. Um, you know, again, th that same story was Tim Ripper and some Jewish priests. Um, Journey kind of went through something similar to that. I can't Very remember his name um, when they replaced Steve Perry. Um, but, but that, that, that movie, um, also stars Jennifer Aniston, who looks amazing in that movie. Um, you know, I think gets a lot of shit, but it's, but if you go back to it and you look at it, um, now I, I think it's, it's really, really good. Um, it also, 
um, contains one of my all-time favorite songs. It won't make this list only because it's too old. It's called Colorful um, <clears throat> by the Verve Pipe. It is, um, it's a really slow kind of melodramatic ballad at right at the very end of the movie. Um, worth checking out if you've never heard it. So anyway, sorry. Yeah. Didn't no, no, no. All good stuff. I, yeah. I agree. All that stuff is great. Um, all right. So I guess we're at number two at this point, right? Mm -hmm. so this is where the big guns start coming out. So, uh, you know, number two is, is going to be zero. Well, it may be a surprise for you that I put it at number two, if anything, but number two is when it's love by Van Halen, because, um, God damn, man, what a, what a great song that is. It's just a great song. Um, yeah. off of OU812, 1989, the second album with Sammy, um, the second album in as many albums that went number one for Van Halen. They had a lot of, a lot of success when Sammy joined the band. You and I are, uh, will, will absolutely do a Van Halen flavored, uh, one of these sometime in the near future. But this song is just fantastic. I've always really loved it. Um, and you know, he had already done Sammy sort of, um, notorious for writing cheesy songs that have the word love in them because the first album that he did with the band uh, had Why Can't This Be Love and, and Love Walks In. So When It's Love is, is the next one in line. But I don't know, there's just something that, that's so complimentary about the keyboards and the song and, um, you know, the guitar and everything just sounds very well produced. And then the video was fun because they shot it at the Cabo Wabo. And it's, it's very simple. It couldn't have cost more than 20 bucks to shoot that thing because it's just a band. And, and, but I mean, I, my favorite memory for the song will and always be you and I being at the Vogue. Or no, not the Vogue. Oh, God. At Mars, when we, uh, when we graduated and you talked to your buddy in the plane, this song, in the middle of a crowded dance floor at Mars, which is a, typically a, you know, a <laughs> kind of dance club. And all of a sudden, When It's Love by Van Halen comes on, and he, they're throwing the video up there, too. And I swear to God, like, you know, 150 people just stopped and went, what the hell is this? Like, nobody knew what was going on. Mind you, again, 1989, and this was 1990, or <laughs> 1998, I think, when, when we were doing this. So well after that, almost uh, many years later, anyways. And, uh, and we just, we, we essentially air guitared and emulated Eddie and Sammy, you know, through the whole thing, like from the, the head shake to the, you know, everything that those guys did. It was, it was so much fun. And it's just for, I know that that song is five minutes and 36 seconds long because it's just my favorite Van Halen ballad of all time. So that's, yeah. that's my number two. It is. Um, th that's one of those songs that, um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I I don't have that on my list. Um, I guess I don't. It's one of my all-time favorite songs, not just one of my all-time favorite songs. I guess I don't. I, I don't consider it a ballad. But you're you're right. It's it's just it is. It's a it's a through and through love song. It's amazing. Um, well, yeah. what's interesting is that. I love 5150, you love OU812, yep. I love When It's Love, but you love Love Walks In. So it's sort of like this yeah, little mesh yeah. thing. Um, and actually, you know, I guess now that I think about it, my, my favorite, we could do an entire list of just favorite Van Halen songs, but my favorite Van Halen love song would probably be um, uh, Not Enough. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, which, that doesn't surprise yeah, me. That's a yeah, which, that's a fantastic again, song. Yeah, which again came two or three albums later. But um, um, anyways, okay. Yeah, I'm already thinking about the Van Halen episode. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's going to be some some really okay. good material there. So so I have uh, I've kind of gone off the beaten trail a little bit uh, for five, four, and three. Um, two and one are directly back on the beaten path. They are songs that are on every single ballad album you'll ever see. Um, I, I really struggled with which one to put two and which one to put one. Um, I went with number two, I went with um, the Skid Row classic, I Remember You. Um, came out in November in 1989. It was recorded in 1988. Um, I, I think, let's see, it was, it was, I think, written by Rachel Bolin and, and Snake Sabo, um, obviously sung by the one and only um, Sebastian Bach. Um, you know, I think it reached maybe number five or number six. Um, this is one of those videos that was always, you know, you're watching Headbangers Ball or, you know, the, the top 10 in, on MTV back when MTV played videos. Um, th this song to me is the epitome of power ballad, right? I mean, it is, it's loud. It's, it's, um, it's got an amazing, tells an amazing story. Um, Sebastian Bach dude that dude sings like no other he may not have the range like some of these other guys that i've mentioned but even to this day i mean you know oh you're yeah. talking about guys that at this point are in their 60s and 70s um sebastian still brings it man i mean he is his, his voice is his instrument um and i gotta say and you know way back in the day i remember having a conversation with my mother you know i'm probably in ninth grade or eighth grade and i was like mom i want my hair just like that like sebastian bach <laughs> and it was just long and straight and, and kind of down halfway down his back still going for it i see yeah you know i'm getting there right um but um but yeah i, I remember you is one of those songs that um if it's on, I cannot not listen to it, right? And and I it will shuffle through my my iTunes or my you know whatever, and I always I never skip it. I always listen to it every single time. For those that are fans of that song, I would highly recommend Sebastian put out a live album. I think it was uh, towards the end of '99. Uh, it's called "Bring Him Bach Alive." Like instead of "Bring Them Back Alive," it's "Bring Him Bach Alive." And it's a it's a huge. I mean, it's it's got like sixteen songs on it. But his version of that song on that album is will absolutely blow your mind when you listen to the way that he sings and all the fills that he does with his vocals. It is so 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 good. I mean, it's it's powerful. So I would highly recommend anybody who hasn't heard that version of it go out and find it. It should be on uh, your your typical digital retailers, but you can certainly find it on YouTube if uh, if it's not there. All right, here we go. Number one, what you got? All right. Well, I mean, I sort of, I sort of tipped it, and I sort of. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say, do, do you want to do your honorable mentions, or do you want to yeah, go? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my back? honorable mention. But you, okay. are, you already spoiled my honorable mention. I, I honestly thought we might both have Steelheart as an honorable mention, but okay. that's exactly what I put in there, and I, I, I put that there for a couple of reasons. You know, first of all, I completely agree with your assessment. I think it's a, it vocally. It's hard to listen to that song and not just be completely 
in awe of any human being who could do what he does. I mean, there are not a lot of vocalists out there that that you, you're just totally blown away by what they're doing, whether or not you even like it. It's just, it's impressive. But it ended up on this list partially because, again, most most of these have some sort of memory with you in some way, shape, or form. And this is no exception because I sort of remember, was it my last trip to Cleveland or was it one of the last couple trips to Cleveland where we uh, we were maybe, you know, slightly buzzed and on our way home from uh, from a, uh, a brewery and this song came on and we just both belted it out as if we were this guy, but very clearly not this guy. And it was so terrible, but I'm a big believer in that when I get a few drinks in me, I can hit these notes, especially if I can warm up for a second or two. And, uh, and we didn't, we missed them by a mile and a half, but it was, it was a really fun uh, way to kill some time for sure. Yes. All right. Uh, but yeah, so number one, or do you want to go with your honorable mention? Right well, I, so so I have I have three honorable mentions. Okay, I, okay. I will go. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I tell you what I'll do. I I will bet my paycheck that one of them is your number one. So I'm not. Well, I'm not I already one. gave you the ban. So yeah, you you can probably. Well, I, I don't know. I, I might be willing to take your paycheck, but uh, I'll I'll skip that one. Oh, so my my uh, my other one though is a is actually a 1989 song. Um, by Phil Collins, believe it or not. Okay. It's off the But Seriously album, and it's called Colors. It, it is one of those songs, um, pro- you know, unless you're a Phil Collins song, you probably don't know it, or a, a Phil Collins fan. Um, it, it is, again, it, it's one of those, um, he tells a story. Um, again, I'm big into lyrics. Um, this is one of those, and I'm trying to I'm trying to find it here real quick, because um, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it is yeah. It says it's a politically themed song condemning apartheid in South Africa, and displays a progressive rock influence. Um, it is um, yeah. It's it's wow. It's it is it's a powerful powerful song, not just from a lyrics perspective, but the the the, the melodies in it, and and I think. Even to this day, I think Phil Collins is one of the best singer-songwriters out there um, from his time in Genesis and then obviously his time as a, as a singles um, writer. Um, yeah, it's colors. It's, it's, it's well worth listening to if you've never checked it out. Right on. I, I'm not familiar with it. I did not expect you to pull a song that I'd never heard of yeah. uh, for this list. At least it wasn't in the top five. That redeemed right. my ego a little bit. All right, go for it. I know it. I know it's coming. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, it's well. I, you know the band. You may not. You you may know the song. You may not. This uh, again, with with Warren, like it, it's sort of a shuffling of different songs for them because I honestly feel like they were sort of the best packaged band in terms of good rock songs and good ballads. And uh, for me, Heaven was my my favorite one from that. Uh, from that time frame, it's just it's it's the epitome of a power ballad. I, I picture the video in my head when they're all just kind of swaying back and forth, and you know the all that stuff. It was it was just such a good song, and you know I won't pretend to be able to sing or play like any any of these bands that I've named, but that's one that I like to play on my guitar a little bit because it's just uh, it, it's fun. It's it's fairly easy, and I just I like the lyrics. I, again, I think that he tells a story and. It, it, it sort of follows the, a very formulaic, um, 
you know, musical approach where it, it, you know, the song is tuned down and they sing through most of it and then they bump it up a half step at the end to give it this sort of grand crescendo. And, um, and this one actually, I think if I remember right, this one bumps up a whole, so it bumps up a half step and then it bumps up another half yeah. step to just kind of like keep pushing it up. And, um, you know, this was a number one song on the billboard top 40 and, and I've already sort of, you know, gushed about Janie Lane and, and my, uh, my affection for him. And so, yeah, that's heaven had to get up there. There's never a time in my life where I, uh, I've changed this song. And my favorite part of the whole song is the very end of it when he sort of does that little vocal outro. Yeah. Um, you know, like Sammy kind of does something similar on love walks in you know, any, any song that has like a really good, you know, like some kind of like trail off vocal, um, is just something that's fun. It's just a nice little cherry on top of everything. So nice. heaven from Warren, dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich in 1989. Nice. So, so I'll be, I'll be honest with you. You would have gotten my paycheck because that was not the song I was going with blind faith. You were going to go with blind faith. And that was a really hard one to not put on my list. Um, yeah. I, that's what I thought, but that's, that was, you know, tomorrow it might be that. Right. Probably. Exactly. So, so, um, I, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, when, when I gave my toast at your wedding. That sounds uh, familiar. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I was there. I, I, made, I made sure to, to, uh, make a blind faith reference in, in that, uh, in that toast. Um, yeah, that, that song, um, yeah, God, God, I mean, Janie Lane, and Warren, they, they just had, they just knocked out ballad after ballad after ballad. Um, yeah. Awesome pick. Awesome. Yeah. Pick. Thanks. Um, okay. So, so my number one, um, you know, 1988 poison open up and say, ah, uh, um, every rose has its thorn. I mean, you know, fr from, choice. from the beginning of that song, when you hear Brett Michaels, <sighs> you know, and he's just, <laughs> sighing, right. Um, and, and, you know, this is another one of those that, um, you know, t tells the story of, of heartbreak, um, tells the story of a relationship gone bad. Um, it is, um, again, I mean, th th this, this song, every time I hear it, you know, starts out acoustic guitar. Um, and you know, again, just, just brings me back to that time. Um, and it's just yeah it's an amazing song again one of the, another one that, that i never that i never turn brings me back to roller skating bring, brings me back to slow dances in eighth grade um just just awesome awesome song so that's uh, yeah that's a fantastic pick and and that one i have to say unlike almost everything else on my list and probably most of them on your list there are not a lot of these that i've had the pleasure of actually seeing live um so van halen i have uh, when it's love I've, I've heard that song live i've heard i guess i've heard most of these live but not necessarily in some of the same incarnations um but poison is one of those bands that they don't get a lot of respect because they come out of an era of ill repute with you know hair bands and all that kind of stuff and and i feel like they get shit on a lot to be honest and I won't, I won't contend that they're writing Bob Dylan-esque, you know, level, you know, lyrical songs, but, you know, they, Brett Michaels is fun, and he, they, as a live band, are one, are a band that I still go to see to this day if they come to town, and it is a fantastic show, and I don't care what anybody says, like, that show is packed, and when he starts playing that, or Something to Believe In, yeah. or 
you know, anything else that, that they're sort of known for, like the crowd just loses their mind. And uh, they put on a great show. And that is a, that song when they play that, I mean, it's just it, the whole crowd is just completely encapsulated in everything that's going on with that band. And CC and his guitar solo, I mean, it's just, it just crushes like that thing is so good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's poison and it's that's fantastic. Well, uh, th this was awesome, dude. Um, we, we got through five and, and an honorable mention. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure that if we were to do this tomorrow, uh, the list might be different. It will um, be for sure. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of surprised that we didn't have a Tesla song. I'm surprised we didn't have a Bon Jovi song. Um, you could contend that you're that it was a little surprising to not have a Firehouse song because I feel like Firehouse is known for nothing but their ballads, that's right? True. And that's they true. had some really good ones. So if, yeah. if if one of those had snuck in the honorable mention, I don't think either one of us would have batted an eye. For sure, for sure. So well, um, well, hey, one of these days we'll have to, again we, we'll have to do Van Halen. We'll have to do kind of sure. lyrics. We'll have to do, um, you know, I think one of the lists I think that we can do would be um, just just albums, right, that you can listen to from beginning to end. Oh. Because that is, that, that's a hard list, especially when you take out uh, Greatest Hits albums. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Greatest Hits couldn't count. Like, we wouldn't let those in. But I'm pretty sure that you and I would have at least two uh, albums that would align in that top five and, uh, some, some really good ones there. So yes, I mean, sign me up, man. Next time, next time we can do this, let's do that. Or let's, let's switch to something else. We can move to movies or we can move to uh, pop culture, whatever makes more sense. I'm, I'm game. All right. Well, Hey, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, sir, for, uh, joining me. This was amazing. And, uh, we will talk to you very soon because we are not anywhere close to being done. <laughs> You got it. All right. Love you, brother. Love you too.